Welcome back to episode 155 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast and website dedicated to all things official Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another Game Week preview going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of Game Week 21 and our first episode of 2024. So Happy New Year to all of the listeners. Game Week 20 was ages ago now. We've just had a load of players leave for AFCON and the Asian Cup. And the third round of FA Cup fixtures has left us with more injury doubts than returning options. January is a bit of a weird month though, as we only had two game weeks to navigate, which means there is a lot of time for returning players to get fit again before the international players start making their way back to the league. And recording this episode on Tuesday the 9th of January, so any team news, injury developments or press conference info are up to date as of then and of course subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Morgan Gibbs-White, Adebayo, Medeki, plus loads more. So let's get straight into it. Now, as I said, it was a little while ago now, but the main players on Wavewatch that you were bringing in for Game Week 20 were Purvis Estupinan, Garnacho, Chris Wood, Ilanga, Emerson Royal, and Diogo Jota. The players making way were Adingra, Lascelles, Mitoma, Romero, Livramento and Luca Dean. A very quick look at the fixtures for this upcoming game week. The standout fixture for me is Chelsea at home to Fulham. I do fancy them in that game and I'll be mentioning some of the history in that fixture a little bit later on. Lots of close games on paper. Arsenal against Palace is probably the best of the latter half of game week 21 i'm saying latter half because we're going to have five games this weekend and then another five games the weekend after to try and give teams a two-week break though some teams that do have uh, an fa cup replay i'm not quite sure how much of a break they will get so we do also then have the fa cup fourth round games that will be played for game week 22 and game week 22 is a midweek game week with then quite a tight turnaround to game week 23 but anyway let's get into the main picks going to start with Nottingham Forest and two of their big names going to start with Langer naturally because he is now leading the way in terms of FPL points for Nottingham Forest he's got the most attacking returns for them he's a clear of Chris Wood and Morgan Gibbs White he's now got 10 attacking returns for the season four in the last three games and a very fine informed player 68% ownership in 10-team leagues is reasonably high, but that means around a third of you out there in that sort of league size will have him available, and I think he's now too good. He's kind of stepping into that position of being a fourth, maybe even a third mid at this rate, and he's far too good to be in the waiver pile. The other player I wanted to mention is his teammate Morgan Gibbs-White, always a favourite of Pod. His ownership just a smidge below that at 65%, which I guess you have to say is reasonable given the output so far. Great goal in their FA Cup match. I think it was against Borough. It's what you'd used to call a perler, but I don't seem to hear that term used much these days. But a lovely finish from just outside the box. He's currently on seven attacking returns, two in the last three. Still rate Morgan Gibbs-White as a better footballer than Anthony Langer and someone that I would expect to, uh, to catch up in terms of attacking returns as the season goes on. So far, so good in terms of new manager and his position and his role in the team. Away to Brentford in this game week, I think is going to be a very, very enticing matchup for any of the Forest attackers, including Chris Wood, who I mentioned before. 
Brentford defensively have been a bit of a mess at the moment. They will have a bit of a bounce with Ivan Tony coming back, but I still don't think that's going to keep Forrest out. Should be a fun game and one that you can definitely add to your both teams to score accumulator. Next is Jacob Ramsey. Now, the market has been faltering when it comes to Ramsey. Draft managers aren't ready to move on him just yet until he really does something. Four starts on the bounce now and no attacking returns. Definitely some opportunities coming up in the next few fixtures. Everton this game week and Sheffield United in game week 23. I've said it before that I've never been a massive fan of him as a draft asset. I've always thought he was slightly overrated, but if you're struggling and looking to get on players before they go off, Ramsey could be an option for you. Next is side Ben Rama for West Ham. Ownership just 15% in 10-team leagues. Not one I was super keen on because I thought there was a chance they could do something different with the personnel. But since I made started making the list of who I was going to include in this podcast, we've had news, I think it was just today, that Jared Bowen and Lewis Piquetta are likely going to be out for a little while, which I think pretty much guarantees Ben Rama to start. And I was going to say, if I knew for sure that he was going to start, I would definitely be interested in trying to bring him in on the waivers. We know Moyes doesn't rate him. He's always sort of looked for any excuse to face him out of the side. But him starting away at Sheffield United could be a very nice little New Year boost for your draft team. I'm tinkering still with the predicted 11s every day. I've had a look at them today and I'm pretty happy with how they're looking at the moment. As I said, I don't see how Ben Rama doesn't start. There's also a chance Maxwell Cornet could, could come in. He did feature in their FA Cup game off the bench. We haven't seen him much in the Premier League, but I'm not really sure who else they can bring in. They may also need to bring in somebody else to fill a spot at number nine. Initially, I was wondering if they might bring in Danny Ings as Antonio's still out. But actually, I'm, I've put Mabamba in to my predicting 11, so he's another one who could be a sort of hidden gem, or even most hidden gem type pick if you really, really want a bit of West Ham for this fixture. Moving on to Wolves and Sarabia, who's been doing some quiet, solid work for Wolves over the past month. Three assists in the last five. He's completed 60 minutes at least in each of those games, something he hadn't done since game week one. And with main man Huang gone for a few weeks, his spot in the team should continue to be nailed down for now. Ownership is just above our hidden gem territory and there is a steep uptick in his rostered curve, according to our data, which I tweeted earlier, looking back over the last couple of waiver windows. I brought him in for game week 19. He was my Christmas Day waiver that I was fairly underwhelmed by at the time. But eight points from two games is fine for a fifth mid pickup. And if he gets something this game week, I'll consider that a successful waiver. I'll shake hands with him and move on to my next streamer. Final one from the main picks is Adebayo for Luton. 60% owned in 10-team leagues. Three goals in the last five, which is excellent for a striker playing for Luton in the Premier League. It's hard to get too excited for any of Luton's fixtures, but Burnley away this game week and Sheffield United at home coming up soon in game week 24 is, is as good as it can get for them. And if he's available for a third strike spot, I would happily play him for the next few games. I don't rate him as a Premier League footballer at all, really. It was one of the worst individual performances I've seen when we played against them earlier in the season, but his style and physicality always make him a threat. Let's move into the hidden gems then. So these are all players generally less than 10% owned across average sides. Draft League starting off with the Brentford defence. Now, again, mainly due to the nature of the other fixtures, I'm mentioning the Brentford defence, but it's not a fixture I'd call out in most other weeks. Brentford, as I said, will be buoyed by the return of Ivan Tony. Still not really sure, convinced that will keep Forrest out in this game. I've highlighted Sanka and Roslov due to injuries and players missing. I think they're pretty likely to start, and if needs must, they could be 
a punt for a one-weeker. Next to Arsenal, and I've highlighted Kirios, Inchenko's injured, Tomiyasu's gone away on international duty, and we've seen him deployed a bit as a third option at left-back. Crystal Palace at home in Game Week 21 is a decent defensive matchup, and Arsenal should be keen to try and halt their losing run. The only thing that could get in the way of this one is some murmuring to to recall Kieran Tierney from his loan to come back and provide cover that that doesn't seem too likely to me. Now you wait ages for a bus and then two come along at once. Could it be the same for the Brighton Premier League clean sheet after they got their first of the season last time out with an exhilarating 0-0 draw against West Ham? Their next three on paper look decent. Wolves at home, away to Luton and then Palace at home. If you look a little bit closer though, Wolves, as I said, coming off three wins on the bounce. Luton are a pretty decent Premier League beast at Kenilworth Road, as Chelsea found out last time. I think given the nature of the other fixtures this week, a Brighton Cleaney is definitely a worthwhile investment on a short-term punt. And, and I've picked Van Hecker to be a very safe and easy way into the eleven, given his ownership. Now, a definite punt for this pick, and it's Connor Bradley for Liverpool. And I've currently got him penciled in on the predicted lineup for this upcoming game, but it will depend on fitness of some of their other defenders. So assuming Simicas and Robertson remain out, Joe Gomez will likely have to continue to slot in over there on the left side. And it then depends if Klopp prefers one of the centre-backs stepping across the right-back spot to cover Trent's absent, or whether he uses Connor Bradley and gives him a go there. He's seemingly the only fit option they have to naturally slot in there at right back, and I don't see why he doesn't get a go here. He does remain generally untested at this level, having moved up from Bolton in League One, probably just as one for the future, but needs must now, and we'll get a chance to see what he can do. Bournemouth away doesn't hold the same allure it did in the early season, though, so you may have to, you may want to dodge the Liverpool defence in general for a few weeks, especially with Chelsea and Arsenal as the follow-up fixture before a nicer run into February. The news was a bit vague on Alexander-Arnold's injury though, so we don't know whether he would even be back soon anyway. But yeah, definitely for larger leagues, Connor Bradley's ownership is practically 0%, so he's definitely there for somebody if you wanted a cheeky way into that Liverpool defence. And then last week's most hidden gem pick, and another successful one, was Noni Medeki getting the start I theorised he might and coming away with a goal in what became quite an edgy 3-2 win in the end against Luton. Given the form and the fact that Nkunku is doubt for this one, I don't see how he doesn't start again. Fulham at home tends to be a very nice fixture for Chelsea. The last time they lost this fixture was in 1979, and they've only lost a couple of times away at Craven Cottage since then too. Next for Spurs is Giovanni Lacelso, ownership just 3% in 10-team leagues. Naturally though, now has picked up another niggly injury, but Spurs have so few options he might have to play at less than 100% if he can do for the for the first time. United away, then Brentford at home are not a bad fixture pair, and if he's fit for the trip to Old Trafford, it's the sort of game he should relish. Two assists in the last outing, he's 2-2 two and two for the season, which isn't amazing, but when you consider the minutes, it's not a bad output. And uh, yeah, if I knew he was going to be fit and playing, definitely one I would have considered for a waiver. Lewis Potter is a name we've mentioned before. He's been a most hidden gem pick recently. Tony back now. Everyone else is either injured or away on international duty. Forrest at home this week. So as I said, I don't expect a clean sheet in this one. Lewis Potter actually has some decent underlying stats, but only has the two goals and one assist to show for it so far. One to look at as a one-week punt only if you need somebody. Next to Bournemouth and Alex Scott. 
No, not that one. But a touch of class has entered the Bournemouth midfield. A player I would gladly have fighting for a spot on the Spurs team. Not that he'd have to fight very hard at the moment. Back from a couple of serious knee injuries. And I think will help keep up the momentum as they head down the stretch. Liverpool at home is now looking better with every day that goes by. Salah gone. And obviously uh, Alexander Arnold injured, as I mentioned a minute ago, leaving a virtually untested replacement step in. Bournemouth will be up for it and it wouldn't be the biggest shock if they got a result in that one. And then finally, is I've, I've mentioned some Burnley midfielders. A home game against Luton, a must-win game for Burnley if they want any chance of staying up. A loss, and I don't think it would be too early to resign them to relegation. Kolyosha is out, Lyle Foster likely out, makes selecting alternatives a bit easier. And Dooney is the standout, but relatively high ownership compared to the rest. Otherwise, I'd be looking at Odeberg or Brownhill. But you wouldn't have any competition from me in the waivers. I'll be happily leaving the Burnley picks for anybody else. And my most hidden gem pick this week. So this is a player less than 10% owned in 16 team leagues and a pick that has been remarkably successful over the last month or two. And that is Louis Sinistera, a name I sketched on my list for this pod a week or so ago. And then before I got into my proper research for this week, I decided to have a look at my old favourite stats column on understat, which is to sort by non-penalty expected goal involvements per 90. A lot of the usual suspects are there. Darwin Nunes is stinking that table up at the top. But just creeping into the top 10 list is Luis Sinicera with 0.77 expected goal involvements per 90. Now we do have to caveat that his sample size isn't the biggest so far this season at just 328 minutes. But his increased involvement with the team does seem to coincide with their uptick in performances. Up until their defeat to Spurs, they'd won four on the bounce, including three away wins on the bounce, catapulting them up and away from any potential dogfight at the bottom of the table. It's not like Sinistera is a player we don't know. We saw him last year at Leeds. He scored five in 19 appearances. That equated to slightly better than a goal every other game on a per 90 minutes basis. And with Semenyo and Uatara off to AFCON, I expect to see him in the starting lineup for the next couple of games. So that's it for this episode. A reminder that the waivers this week will be on Thursday evening, that's Thursday the 11th of January at 6.15 UK time, which is a slightly odd waiver deadline. Often if we got a Thursday waiver deadline, it's at 6.30. So don't be caught out by that 15 minute difference. If you're somebody that likes to do them very, very last minute, that's because we've got Friday night football at 7.45 between Burnley and Luton, whereas that's normally an 8 o'clock kickoff. We are, of course, into January, which means there are some comings and goings. It hasn't been particularly busy so far. Um, Timo Werner's probably the most notable one, who's come into Spurs, who definitely afford to get some game time, given the shortages that Spurs have at the moment. We'll, of course, keep up to date with everything that's going on with a keen lens of how that will affect the draft landscape. And as usual, we'll do a bit of a roundup towards the end of the month as to the key ones to look for. Of course, the likes of Werner, if if deals look like they've been wrapped up pretty soon, which they seem to have, then will be applicable to the next wave deadline. So if they're if they're in the game and they're there to be selected, we'll of course mention them as part of the gaming previews too, so that they don't get lost to the end of the month. A reminder to give the podcast a follow or subscribe on whichever platform you listen on so you don't miss out on any episodes as they drop. Make sure you hit that notification button so you know exactly when they get released. Head over to X and give us a follow at draft underscore FC. We keep you up to date with all sorts on there. 
We tweet occasionally, and it's also the easiest way to get hold of us. If you have any questions about your draft team, the site, anything picked out on the pod, anything to do with football or draft, we're there to chat anytime. And then, of course, for the few of you that haven't yet ventured over to draftfc.co.uk, please do so and check out all the things we've got on offer there. If you use the code DRAFTFCPOD, that's all one word, capitalised, DRAFTFCPOD, you'll get a one-month free trial, so there's no excuse not to pop over there and uh, and try it out, see if it's for you, and hopefully let it give you the edge to creep up the table or solidify your victory in your respective draft leagues. Now, I'm still sitting on a fully written and prepared bonus pod that I just haven't got around to recording and releasing i think given the way january shaping up i will get that out this month so there you go there's another little teaser another reason to subscribe so you don't miss out on that it's a complete fun one will not have any bearing on your draft team so don't don't hold up for that as if i'm going to come out with some secret recipe or secret player that's going to dominate the rest of the season but given how thirsty some of you are for draft content will give you just a little bit of extra minutes on the draft fc podcast so on that note thank you all for your support over the last year and last several years hope we all are in for a good 2024 best of luck for the upcoming game week remember it's a long one so don't panic next weekend we've got no waivers for a couple of weeks after this and as always stay shook